going on, everybody? This is Joshua Bishop, and you're listening to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name. Taking your way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. And they're always glad you came. You want to go where you can see that troubles are all the same. And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name. 365.25 days of the year. And we are brought to you by the brand new TrendingTopicsNetwork.com and NEO Sports Insiders. If you want to get a hold of us, you can email us. WrestlingCheers at gmail.com or find us on all of our social media Facebook.com slash WrestlingCheers, Twitter.com slash WrestlingCheers, and Instagram.com slash WrestlingCheers. And please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, and Podbean, WrestlingCheers.podbean.com. And this is a special episode of Wrestling Cheers where, yeah, we're like almost two weeks late. But we're going to do an end of the year 2017 year review, or some of our thoughts and awards, let's say, mostly for AIW. And we have a couple predictions for 2018 that we will get into, and let's pretty much start this right off the rip. I am your host, I am Heavy Set, and I'm being joined by the first time as an adult on this podcast, the first time he has a much better computer than ever before and actually when i post this on facebook i can actually tag him in the post now we have caden rinky hi yeah i learned recently because every time i would post an episode i could never tag you i think it was because you were a minor and i tried tagging you something recently and i could so huh i have a weird feeling it's just be i i kind of get it like because a lot of children have facebook much like yourself or much like you were so i'm still a child i am no way shape or form an adult so that makes sense to me why i could never tag you in a post because when i would tag you would come up like people who like this page and your name would never come up like i know he fucking likes this page what the hell so problem solved fix that finally and we also have dustin alberti hey guys how are you guys I'm doing great. You sound very enthusiastic. I'm super enthusiastic right now. I uh, had a rough day at work. I'm relaxing in my nice, calm. My man cave is almost completely together. I'm relaxing. I'm centering myself, getting ready for for the show. I'm ready to be entertaining. I'm in my man cave Um, that needs to be put together. The only thing that I have put together is this particular setup. And fun thing that I found out last week after recording the episode and trying to post the episode, my internet is so much better here. At my old place, it would take me about 20 minutes, no, no lie, to upload this podcast. Here, it took me two. Big difference. Gotta love good internet. <laughs> oh, God. Like, because I have to upload it twice. One to the Wrestling Cheers feed and the other one to the Training Topics Network feed. So normally, like, I at my old place, I would start it and be like, I'd walk away. Like, it's going to take 20 minutes. I'm going to go, I don't know, take a shower, do do this, do that. And I started doing it last week. I just clicked on it. All of a sudden, it's just one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, oh, so I guess I can do, I can sit here for like two minutes and upload the other one. And before we forget, also in this episode, the first ever, I believe, yeah, I believe the first ever four-man show, we have Ed from Pod Van Dam. Do you know how salty I am that you said your internet is better after moving? Because when I lived there, it was the worst internet I've ever had. Who did you have? Spectrum. I have AT&T. Oh, man, okay. I hate Spectrum. I have Spectrum. I'm like an AT&T only person. I've never in my life had Time Warner Cable or Spectrum. I have Cox. That's a soundbite in all of its own. But <laughs> starting off well. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I love the internet here, and I was actually kind of worried because when I bought the package from AT and T, they only offered me one speed, and I was like, "Oh, I hope this doesn't suck." And then I talked to my former roommate slash landlord, and uh, he had uh, we had uh, AT and T there too, and 
mine was higher than the one he had. I'm like, oh, good. Because I hated this fucking internet. Yeah, you know, I was worried when I moved. But, you know, turns out, guys, I love Cox. I, I really do. We always knew you loved Cox. I've Ever since I'd known you, you've been pretty high on Cox. I'm, I'm enjoying Cox a lot more than I thought I would. Do you think Dick Justice likes Cox? Uh, Dick might like Cox. I, I think Dick might have his issue with Cox. Uh, Sid Justice is a cock. <laughs> True. Uh, we could. Touch. Yeah. Uh, wait a minute. You, you weren't even at that show. Yeah, but neither was Sid. <laughs> oh, he's got a point. That's got a point. <laughs> that's very My true. Travel bands getting around. It's because I was hanging out with Sid. That's where I was. <laughs> We're just talking about this Trump travel ban and what we can do about it. <laughs> I'm his lawyer that he called. Is why that's what I'm letting everybody know now. You're like there's a travel ban. You're like it's a travel ban. They won't let me out of Summit County or whatever county oh, you're in now. Speeding tickets. <laughs> God. Yeah. That's all bullshit. I mean, if you guys want to talk about it, I mean, I, we talked about it last week with uh, Ed Battis, but yeah, fuck him. Yeah, there's not much to say. It's just bullshit. That was a terrible lie. That's a really bad lie. Yeah, fuck Ed Battis. <laughs> <laughs> but I wasn't really, like, upset. I think of any cancellation, that's been the first one. I'm like, eh, you saved me money. Okay, goodbye. Now, if it was Tennille Dashwood in February, who t- all of a sudden can't show up because there's a travel ban, okay, maybe that's more legitimate because she is from... Australia. Okay. But people would be more pissed. Do you know how many yeah. do you know how many high definition cameras would go to waste that day? A lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all of them. Human hair are gonna go to waste that day anyways. A whole lot. A whole lot of them. Anyway, let's let's get into this episode. Uh the categories that I came up with because we could technically have like an episode with 20 awards, but that would take forever and I have to edit that shit and no. So I picked what I felt would be some of the best quote awards that we could discuss. I mean, we might have different opinions on. So what we have is event of the year, special guest of the year, match of the year, debut of the year, and moment of the year. And then going into 2018, we have Gauntlet for the Gold 13 predictions or prediction, JLIT 2018 prediction, and who will be signed by WWE by the end of 2018. I'm throwing out the uh, anybody picking Ray Rowe, Candice LeRae, I'll let the... Okay, those would be the only two. There's a third one I think might be signed by the end of the year, but there's more rumors now about Rowe and Candice right now. So those are out. So let's start with right off the rip, start the actual start at the top, event of the year. I don't... I kind of want to say, like, don't pick Absolution, but I mean, if it is Absolution, maybe throw out a, a secondary event, which we had 15. Quick recap of one that I, I got on that count is Jay Lit is two, as uh, one show, Walk the Plank, Girls Night Out 19, Gauntlet for the Gold 12, House of the Rising Sun, The Next Episode, 2017 Back to the Future Cup, Night of the Creeps, Enter the 36 Cryonic Chambers, Wrestle Rager 2, Hell on Earth 13, Rulers of the World, The Wet Bandits, Cool as Ice, Absolution 12, and obviously Jaylet. So, start off with Ed. What was your 2017 event of the year and why? All right. So, with this, I think it's hard to pinpoint down like what exactly is the best, but I know what I had the most fun at. And so, for me, the event of the year was Back to the Future Cup. I just I didn't expect anything going into it, and that show completely blew me away. Was it the missing rope? Was it Frankie Flynn attacking PB Smooth, which it, was kind of the the beginning of the production? It was the 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 six way scramble. It was Frankie Flynn attacking PB Smooth the trophy because uh, I I actually suggested that he do that to the winner. <laughs> Um, when I saw that he was there, I said, Frankie, just go in there and just destroy whoever it is with that trophy. And then it actually happened. That was really neat. And uh, it was the anger inside me that I felt when Steve Payne came out to uh, force his way into that super crazy uh, little Guido match. I forgot all about I that. I was so pissed. Was that the last time we seen Steve Payne? Absolution. Or was it absolute? Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's nuts. Yeah, I didn't dig that. Um, because <laughs> yeah, I'm with you there. Yeah, I'm a really like I grew up like a ECW fan, so I was super stoked to see that, and then him just coming out and forcing his way into it. Oh man, 
I blame him for super crazy's neck too. I don't know that Steve Payne messed up that bottom rope, but <laughs> in my brain, Steve Payne messed up that bottom oh, rope. His fault. Yeah. What do you guys think about Back to the Future Cup? Start with Dustin. Uh, it was a really good show. Like, kind of like Ed said, it was one of those, like, you went in there kind of going, eh, it's, like, the year before it was good, but, I mean, it was just like, oh, it's going to be a student show, it's going to be, we're going to see what we have to do, and it, I would say it well over-delivered. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at the matches now, I mean, we saw the, we saw AJ Gray's debut where he oh, just yeah. flattened, flattened Garrison King, like, like a hammer, hammer hitting a nail. <laughs> now, they're, uh, now they're on the same team. Yeah, I, that's maybe, that, that. That's up there for a possible moment of the year later on. I, I definitely would give it that. How about you, kid? Just, I enjoy the student shows all the time. I say that a lot. But this is one of the better ones, just with AJ Gray debuting. The six-way scramble. Minus the bottom rope in the six-way scramble. Yeah, I would say no rope. No bottom rope. Or was it Five no rope? debuting students and one that had a couple previous matches. Trey Lamar. The birth of the Bishop Brigade. Who have still missed the last couple shows. Yeah, I'm going to chalk it up with it's possible because the winner. That's probably it. But we'll see at Enter the Dragon in Akron whether, you know, that's going to be a, a big deal. Like if they're going to show up. Still could be uh, snowing in March. We've had yeah, it's it. Ohio. Which reminds me of something I brought up last week with Ed. How do you guys feel about coming down to Akron? Which I guess, Ed, that's nothing for you. <laughs> You're... No, I'm really excited for it, actually. <laughs> yeah. like, uh, so this is more for Caden and Dustin about coming down to Akron for an AIW show. Sorry, Caden. Mr. I, I, Mr. I don't drive, so I don't have the same opinion as most drivers would. I've been to this venue before where the show is at, so I'm excited mainly for the venue. It's ironic. Uh, it's ironic because I've, cool. I've never been to the venue, and I live in Akron, and I know there's been a couple events there that I could have went to, almost went to, but didn't. Yeah, I don't drive, so I really have no real opinion here, but I'm excited just because the venue's super cool. And there's also a Waffle House, like, really close. Is so, there? Yeah. This is what we talked about off the air a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, yeah, there's going to be a, a Waffle House, like, a mile, not even a mile. Like, it's, it's at the same exit, so... Uh, I know some people are trying to have a party at their house. I say, I want to do it after show Waffle House trip. Yes, absolutely. How about you, Dustin? You actually do drive, and you don't necessarily go to every show. I know there was a couple you've missed recently. Yeah, um, you know... I, I miss some of the mentor shows. I try to make them out if I can. If I'm running kind of late from work, I don't make them. If I I try to make them if I have the time. Uh, mentor's kind of mentor's kind of a sucky drive just because I hate going through 90 and getting over there. Uh, I think part of why I don't I really don't mind the Akron shows it's on a Saturday. Yeah, that's so, actually a big thing for me too. Yeah, I think it's a plus. I think well, one of the good things about the last mentor show too was it didn't start until eight o'clock. So I like the idea of like a later start time on a show in Menor gives you a little bit more time to get out there. Um, Especially when it snowed bad that day. Yeah. Uh, and I think, I think that the Akron show, I don't think it's that far. Anybody who's complaining from Cleveland, I mean, it's a, I looked it up, it was like a 45, 50 minute drive. It's not that bad. And like I said, it's a Saturday. So it's not like you're trying to rush around, get home from work, get ready, get out there. So I don't think it's bad. I don't know why people would complain. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat's going to be there. Yeah, I figure, uh, like... I, I see no downfall. Yeah, like, I said last week with Ed, I figure that's, like, should be a big thing to get people. And I even wasn't even counting the fact that it's a Saturday. And I don't 100% understand the spoiled mindset of certain fans who are like, well, I live 10 minutes down the road. I, now I have to I have to drive an hour, or 45 minutes. Like, okay. Many people do that every month. And Dustin, do you remember, it was roughly when I became a fan, there was a show that was supposed to be in West Virginia that ended up getting canceled? They talked about doing a show in West Virginia. I don't know if it ever got past the planning stages. Uh, it was a while ago. I, I know, it was this, definitely a while ago. This was the beginning of 2012 because there was a flyer for it. Oh, and then it got I don't canceled. remember a flyer, but I remember them talking about it. I vividly remember flyers because I want to say they were posted. And this is something that we'd have to get some confirmation on because I'm I'm remembering because it was supposed to be the rubber match between UHA Nation, now Apollo Crews and WWE and AR Fox, a rubber match that never happened. Yeah, it was supposed to be a rubber match a bunch of times and just kept changing up. One person couldn't make it, then the other person couldn't make it type situation. But I, I do remember there being a West Virginia show. 
never happened, but talked about. I remember Flyer for it, and I think eventually or really quickly it got changed because I think that's when they when they started to go back to Turners and they're like, well, screw this, we're doing Turners. So I, I'd have to look it up, but you know, what yeah, because I know that it had to have been right when they started Turners because that's also when they uh, were supposed to do AR Fox versus Uha Nation at Hell on Earth and ended up being AR Fox versus ACH after the bloodbath. At, yeah, uh, Hell on Earth. How about you, Ed? What's up? <laughs> my, like about the the West Virginia? I I don't know. Um, no, I, I meant the uh, the Akron show because you get to be one like me who's like fuck yeah. Oh yeah, man! I'm super stoked. Like I I, I I'm gonna hit up North Hill Donuts beforehand. I'm gonna go to Swenson's after, or maybe Sheets. I don't know. There's endless options of what to do. I'm very excited. I don't think people realize there's literally a Swenson's like. There, there's one in Broadview. I literally can get there in like 10 minutes. Everybody's talking about how, oh, it's going to be so cool to go around to Hacker and get Swenson's. I'm like, there's literally a Swenson's right around the corner. I think it depends on where you're coming from. Because I know Ed said that last week, but he's, I think, you know, where he's coming from, there isn't any. I'm, I mean, you want to talk about burgers, like me and Ed did last week. There was one burger joint I forgot to mention. I'm happy that they're actually reopening one down here. And it's actually what I talked about with Caden a couple weeks ago, was BurgerFi. Oh, is it coming back? Yes, BurgerFi is coming back. So good. I was awesome. so excited. I seen a post on Facebook where they're, they're they announced that they're reopening and they're, they're trying to like get people to hire to come in. I'm like, yes, fucking finally, BurgerFi is coming back. <laughs> Makes this move to Chicago Falls so much better. I have no problem with it, but still, I'm an adult. If I want a good burger, I'll make myself a good burger. I'm an adult, and I don't mind going to places and having burgers. It's like having. Different people make you burgers, and then you trying them. I like trying food. Also, another great place, Red Robin, but I don't go there as much. Red Robin's all you can eat fries. That's a salad. All right, uh, enough on that. Let's move on to uh, Dustin. What was your event of the year? Sorry, dogs are barking. Give me one second, guys. All right, we will move on to Caden. What was your event of the year? This shouldn't be a surprise to anyone, but the next episode. Okay, yeah. Weapons. And while say weapons, was. weapons, weapons. Oh, yeah, but how many how many of these shows had weapons? Like, okay, Hell on Earth, weapons. Russell weapons. Ranger 2. Not really weapons, fucking light tubes galore. That uh, was partly my doing. No. I've been, I've been yelled at for trying to take full credit by some people. Oh. Yeah, but yeah, but how many of those shows had Kenzons? Just this Kenzons. one. Mm, ow. Gross. Oh, oh, they're gross. disgusting. I love them. I love them. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Anyone that doesn't know what a Kenzon is, Google it. Just Google it. You will be either grossed out at the fact that those get punched into people's skulls and death matches, or you'll be very, very interested in why people do that. That was a dream come true, actually, to get to see a Kenzon used in a wrestling match live. Yeah, I've seen it once. I'm good now. <laughs> yeah, never again. I'm good. I know. <laughs> but I, I'm yeah. good. I'm good now. That's gross. Anytime oh, someone thanks. wants to use one, I'm there. Gross. Dustin, um, Caden picked the next episode for his event of the year. What are your thoughts on that event? On the next episode? Yeah. Uh, the next episode uh, was a fantastic, fantastic show. Um, uh, as Caden said, the main event, just weapons galore, can't go wrong. Uh, Eric Ryan taking the Kenzan, amazing. Uh, John Thorne on retiring and having that brawl with Lufisto was absolutely amazing. Uh, really good show, top and bottom. So, really can't go wrong. Yeah, that was the show that Shayna had real travel issues, not no made up bullshit. And she tried making it to the show and I think showed up after midnight around the after party. So she tried. She legit tried, but couldn't make it. She had another show in Ohio the next day, so she had to be in Ohio one way or another. Yeah. So, Ed, you kind of said what you thought a little bit. Any additional thoughts on the next episode? Oh, uh, yeah. Until Dustin said I completely forgot that Thorne wrestled at it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was crazy. That's the loudest pop I think I've ever heard in Mount Carmel. He got that Road Warrior pop. Yeah, he did. And that's how the show started. Yeah. And it's not like it, like, tapered off from there. Like, it only got better. Like... Yeah, that was a really solid show. It just went up and up and up and up. It was ridiculous. I am one of only three people, I believe, uh, who have seen all three of Thorne's retirement matches. I believe it. Because was one of them at Warp Tour? Yeah, one was at Warp yeah. Tour. He uh, came out of retirement to tag up with Derek Direction and take on Kaplan and... Big Mo? Who? Big Mo? Big Mo. 
I think that's what. Yeah, I think it was Big Mo. That could have been it. Yeah, sounds about right. And the other one was the barbed wire match, and I absolutely should have Correct me if I'm wrong. I have a. I have a blood-stained sweater vest upstairs that has a little bit of blood from a little squirt from a barbed wire barbed wire bard going into somebody. Ah, fun. That reminds me, that's one of my oddest shirts that I own, the John Thorne Let's Get Weird shirts. And I have the green shirt with the pink uh, screen print on it. I wanted it the opposite, though. I think I've legitimately only worn that once, and that was to work a couple weeks ago, only because I have to wear fluorescent uh, jacket and hoodie whenever I deliver my load. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going all out fucking neon. Screw it. I wear that shirt. It's a lot more than I wear when I deliver my load. Classy. <laughs> Classy. Starting no. off this year real good. <laughs> all right, Dustin, what's your event of the year? Are the dogs barking? Dogs are not barking. Uh, uh, while the next episode was a great show and Back to the Future Cup was well uh, a lot more, a lot better than we expected it to be. I think Hell Under 13 was by far the show of the year. Uh, whether it be just the pure, every single match on the card was not bad. Everything was good to great. Uh, the four way between Laredo Kid, M Dog, DJ Z, and Jody Fleisch easily up there as a possible match of the year candidate. Uh, Nick Gage versus Tim Donst and the fans bring the weapons match up there with the possible moment of the year and possible uh, match of the year candidate. The Jimmy Jacobs return versus Cole Cabana. Uh, Filthy Tom versus Hot Sauce, Tracy Williams. I mean, it really was just top to bottom. Uh, Magnum CK versus PV Smooth, just two big guys doing big guy things. Dominic Garini versus Ethan Page with the prayer pre-game and post-game. I don't think you're going to find a better show this year except maybe Absolution, but we decided we can't pick Absolution. Well, I'm going to pick Absolution because I can't. And everybody else, pick something else. <laughs> That's why he goes, oh, you guys can't pick Absolution, but pick any other show. Not necessarily that aspect. Of, I mean, if, if you picked it fine, maybe have like something backed up. My Mine was definitely Absolution. Uh, I'm trying to figure out what would be the backup. Uh, maybe a little bit of a cop-out answer, too. But Jaylet. Jaylet weekend in general was fucking nuts. I know I did the, obviously, day one, after party, went to a hotel, got like a couple hours of sleep, woke up early for the powerbomb recording, then Back to the Future Cup, then Cole Cabana's podcast, then day two, just absolute fucking nuts of a weekend. Um, going back to, to Hell on Earth, give Dustin's answer a little bit more time. Uh, almost like I was actually going the wrong uh, event right there. I think the ending is going to be, is definitely one of my favorite moments of of the year. A lot of great matches going back and forth of different styles. Uh, the no consequences match was fun, especially how how it ended and how that led into the next show with you know Trey Lamar versus Malcolm Inner the third. Definitely, it's it's definitely up there. One of my favorite uh, shows of the year. Uh, Ed, what were your thoughts on Helena thirteen? Uh, that show was was really good too. I mean, of course it is. It was picked as you know one of the best of the year. Uh, Magnum CK and PB Smooth being big burly bastards just beating each other up. <laughs> I really like that. Can can we give uh, you credit here on the podcast? Burly is being thrown around a lot, and one of the first people I've heard to use it was you. I mean, granted, I mean, I'm talking about you know your big burly bastards, big burly men, whatever. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I don't want to take credit for it, but I'm glad it's a thing. It's it's one of my favorite adjectives to describe uh, big giant dudes in wrestling. I've always preferred Burley over Hoss, you know? Yeah. Also, Burley, Burley has been uh, popularized lately by the rapper Riff Raff. As a, really? Okay. As a Burley boy, that's how I know this. Uh, because Riff Raff, I don't know if you guys have ever seen Riff Raff. Nope. He was a very skinny, scrawny looking guy. Uh, he is bulked up to about 260 pounds or so. And he's just, uh, he's a hulking man. And the entire time he was bulking up, he said he was trying to get burly. And he was talking about how girls only like a, like a burly man. And uh, that's where, that's why burly has been coming up a lot more lately. I'm still giving credit to Ed, even though it's, <laughs> it's probably more that, but yeah, I don't, I don't really listen to Riff Raff. Uh, Caden, thoughts on Hell Honor 13? There was weapons, again. <laughs> uh, Jody Fleisch died right in front of me. Ah. <sighs> Killed himself on the guardrail and finished the match. 
Yeah, and then he did a backflip off of a wall, because why not? Which is really impressive if you know how badly his leg is messed up, or was messed up. The entire show, again, top to bottom, was very, very good. Mm -hmm. There wasn't a bad match on the show whatsoever. Then, like I said, throwing out Absolution. Crazy fucking night. Uh, The ending, again, Nick Gage coming out, and I went batshit fucking crazy. We had the ending of the Britt Baker-Hornswoggle feud that was... I felt like one of the more storied rivalries going on in AIW at the time. Special guest of the night was Arn Anderson, and that was that was pretty cool. Didn't really do much. If I'm if I'm correct, was this the final appearance of Shayna Baszler in AIW? Correct. So another reason to enjoy this, enjoy the show. Also, the the debut of the actual production. I mean, granted, I mentioned Back to the Future Cup. You know, that was the beginning. This was the official debut of Colby Red and Derek Director officially becoming a unit with Frankie Flynn. Obviously, more things would, would come after that. Or, yeah. Ed, what were your thoughts on Absolution? Uh, it was it was a it was a hot show, like both the show and the temperature. Um, it was a warm building that day. Mm. I think um, mo- I think most Absolutions are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a forgotten thing that like nobody really talks about the Absolution. It was the end of the uh, Dominic Garini Duke feud that had been going on for a while. True. And uh, it was the last time we saw Alex Daniels. I miss him. I want him back. Um. Yeah. 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 The de- yeah. the de- uh, the debut match of No Consequences, another successful title defense from Two Infinity and Beyond. Everybody's oh, great. Everybody's favorite that's tag a, team. That's a moment of the year right there. <laughs> Two Infinity and Beyond barely, barely, barely even coming close to losing. They're the Brock Lesnar's of the AIW tag division. They show up every month though. <laughs> Damn. We're going into WrestleMania. Lesnar shows up. We'll show up every month. He's been on TV a lot in the last couple of months. I'm not going to go into that one. <laughs> he got crushed. Crushed by a trust. Dustin, what were your thoughts on Absolution? Absolution uh, yearly doesn't disappoint. I mean, like I said, you really can't go wrong picking it as a event of the year, picking a match of the year off of it. You know, everybody's going to come out. Everybody's going to bring it. Everybody's going to do what they can. You'll get the ending, the feuds. You'll get everything. Yeah, pretty much every single thing you want when you come to Absolution. Uh, this year's not much different. Uh, the Britt Baker Swaggle feud, as you guys said, ended in a lumberjack match that the lumberjacks were just as amusing as anything else you would have seen on that show that night. Uh, the AIW Intense Championship, I just had Alex Daniels versus Joey Janela. Joey Janela getting that title. I mean, it was a, it was definitely a, a turning point for everything. I mean, you figure. After Biggin's death, uh, everything they had booked was going to lead up to Absolution. And this was like the last, this is really like the last show, if you think about it, that Biggin's booked. And I think that kind of adds a little extra to it, if you really think about it. Yeah, I was thinking with, that was another part of the night. I mean, that's how we started off the show with the, with a tribute to Chandler Biggins, uh, Eric Ryan selling armbands. It was necessarily, it wasn't even selling, it was, hey, if you can give money you know please you know give money for this no money uh a dollar amount was set and a lot of people you know bought an armband and you were able to write whether you want to write cb chris biggins whatever you wanted to write on it so i mean that was an emotional start to what is already a, such a crazy event and i kind of like you said too of how this was you know the, like the last show that had the the biggins oh yeah it's the last show that had the, the biggins touch on it but i think it's funny even now we're seeing a little bit of biggin influence in things like you know swoggle and pb smooth as tag team champions like magnum ck in aiw you know people that uh biggins was behind or ideas he was behind and still living on truly awesome how about you Caden? thoughts on absolution as it's been said you really can't go wrong with an absolution it's the wrestlemania for aiw pretty much everything on the show was like a match of the year candidate everything like feud enders there it's great minus it being like 95 degrees in the building but uh, that's that's the summer aiw shows in mount carmel where it's just it's hot outside it's hot in the stairwell while you're waiting 
it's hot on the inside after you've been there a little while. No. Nothing's ever going to top like Turner's or um, Absolution 10 in terms of temperature. Ugh. I was just talking to someone about the main event of Absolution 10 last night. I At least I have those memories of all, like, all the great moments of the night, and I don't necessarily associate them with heat. But if I put myself back in that time, ugh, just so horrible. Yeah. It wasn't that. It was like a million degrees in that building. I made the smart decision of not going back outside till the everything was over and I was leaving. So like I, I, I became not necessarily used to it, but it was I didn't go out, feel how much uh, cooler it was outside, and come back into it. But I know when I left there, I went to IHOP and I think I chugged a couple sweeties. Talking about absolution. Like, let's transition into moment of the year, and I will start off because it's an easy transition. Moment of the year was the return of Nick Gage to AIW. It was something that I would I was wanting to happen for months, and I, I never I didn't exactly know when the trigger was going to be pulled. Was it going to be Gauntlet? Was it going to be Jaylet? And it turns out it happened the way I wanted it. Dance wins, and then Gage music hits, and out comes Nick Gage, and hands down my moment of the year so because oh, i know we took a lot on the first one uh open discussion of what you guys thought about um nick gage's return that has to be moment of the year just it was built up if you think about it because don's never dropped the fact that he beat gage a couple years ago mm-hmm. it was always there when mm-hmm. gage wasn't around so him coming back was that much better so Kaden, you're saying that is the moment of the year yes that is also your moment of yes. the year Okay, Dustin. All right. All right, my moment of the year, I technically have three of them. Jesus Christ. That, it's quick. <laughs> it's quick. <laughs> yeah. One's company, one's wrestling, one's personal. Okay. Uh, personal moment of the year for me was getting the beer from the balcony from Sandman at Russell Ranger 2. I had a weird feeling when I wrote down moment of um, the year. I'm like, Dustin's going to have to say Russell Ranger 2 with Sandman. And I totally agree. And even if that's your special guest of the year because of that moment, I 100% understand. That's definitely the personal moment. Uh, I think company moment of the year, uh, just because of how what it meant to everybody and just being there for it. Uh, we talked about it earlier. The Biggins tribute at the beginning of Absolution was definitely a great moment. Uh, I mean, we could talk about that at length, I'm sure. But mm-hmm. my moment of the year, if we just want to go straight moment of the year, we also talked about earlier, and that is the John Thorne coming out of retirement. <laughs> uh, I just think I, if maybe maybe the gauge pop was a little bit crazier, but it definitely wasn't louder than the Thorn coming out of retirement and facing Lufista at the beginning of the next episode. So that's my, those are my three all different reasons. I don't expect anybody else's moment of the year to be me drinking a beer. Uh, <laughs> I think we can all agree that the Biggins thing was a special moment, but if we're going basically what this category entails, I would say the John Thorne return is my moment of the year. I think the only way that moment could have been better is if somehow, some way, Haley Hatred returned in the middle of that match. But I don't. I really don't know how many fans remember Haley Hatred because you know, you know, fans come and go. Some may have only been around for a while, and you know, Haley Hatred, someone who's you know, when she disappeared, she's fucking disappeared. She hasn't been wrestling anywhere, and that was right around when I first became a fan. And I didn't didn't know much about Haley Hatred, but I had a friend who was a huge fan of hers, and he filled me in on a lot of stuff. So it's cool to see her back, and I never I exactly know who she, who she was. And then you know, you know, she's gone again. All right, Ed. Any right, fun- moment? Uh, a moment of the year. Uh, I like Dustin. I got, I got Dustin. I got two for like separate reasons. Uh, the Ethan Page speech at Absolution is like a sentimental moment of the year. Yeah, like that I was agree. just that's that fits in with like the Biggins thing where it's like it was definitely a moment to take in. Yeah, but uh, for moment of the year, I th- I gotta go with Shoddy Fleisch's Wall Moon Salt. Uh, that was the craziest thing I think I've ever seen in my life. I'm still processing it. I still don't really understand how that happened. Especially considering yeah. the circumstance that we know now. That makes yeah, it even, yeah, even that's better. just crazy. Like how how did th- how did that happen in real life? <laughs> I definitely want him to come back again, but I don't know if it's going to happen. He is coming back, and actually, this isn't necessarily breaking news because it was broken on another podcast. 
Uh, Jody Fleisch is the first announcement for Jay Lit this year. Uh, it was it was announced on the Between the Sheets podcast that Thorne did this past week. So mm. if you guys didn't know, now you know Jody Fleisch is the first announced member of the Jay Lit roster this year. So for those who didn't listen, like myself, that's there we go. I would assume most people. I don't listen to that podcast. Uh, I remember Biggins was on it, and I was gonna. I was like, oh, I'll listen to this. And I went to download it, and it was like six and a half hours long. And I was like, there's no chance I'm listening to this. And then uh, Thorne was on it, and I had some space to listen to some podcasts. And I was like, well, fuck it. It was five and a half hours long. I skipped around a little bit. Jesus. But, yeah. I still don't understand why podcasts try to be so fucking long. Because some of us work like 10-hour shifts, and we really enjoy those five-hour podcasts. Yeah, that helps. It's kind of true, but okay, it was I, an interesting podcast. It I, was interesting. I'll give it that. I'm in a truck for about nine, ten hours, and I can listen to whatever the fuck I want. But I listen to multiple shows. So someone comes out with a five, six-hour podcast. It's like, okay, what about these other shows that I want to listen to? What about them? I don't. I don't have an answer for that. Yeah, that's what. That's what gets me. Or like, you know, networks and everything that come out with a lot of lot of content and it's hard to keep up. Like, I love Edge and Christian show. I'll admit I'm about a month and a half behind because they've had so many like longer episodes. Even though I looked and all the ones that I'm behind on are under like an hour, 45 minutes, which I figured like that's a little over what I like, but that's not horrible. But they've also had episodes that were like two or three hours long. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? But they're making money off this and I'm not. So what do I know? But all right, let's move on to move on to match of the year it could be match of the year for any particular reason for this story involved for the the, the ring work whatever you want to go by and uh let's own more star caden does it involve weapons no it does not surprisingly oh wow i'm gonna i might have a heart attack here tracy williams versus eddie kingston jay with night one i was about to say which one they beat each other up for about half an hour it's amazing go by the show watch that match Real good. And night one of Jaylet, right? Available at smartmarkvideo.com. Yeah. That was even uh, three from the, or according to the results, I mean, it looks like it's supposed to be three from the main event. It was that Mordecai Swaggle, the Alex Daniels, and Steve Payne. God, Alex Daniels and Steve Payne headline. Wow. Or main Surprising. Event. Yeah. Ugh. More for, for Steve Payne than Alex Daniels. It's like, just seems odd. But anyway. Yeah, that was, I mean, it was so fucking good that we had a rematch later in the year. So I can, I can dig that. What is your event, oh, not event, why did I say event? Uh, match of the year, Dustin. My match of the year does involve weapons, and it is the absolute massacre of Tim Donsper's Danny Havoc and Russell Ranger 2. It was a spectacle. Uh, it may not have been the most technical wrestling uh, that you've seen in a match, but it was definitely up there in violence, and the fun factor was there, and beers were inexpensive, and I mean... If I'm correct that day, too, it wasn't know. it wasn't too hot. No, it was a beautiful day out. I want to say it was in, like, the 60s or 70s. Like, it was, like... Yeah, it was nice thing. that day. All I all I remember is I went to the zoo beforehand and melt afterwards. So I had like a, I had a long fucking day. I think I remember being in more pain than anything, but I don't remember it being like so fucking human. It wasn't a Gargano show for PWO or Prime at the time. Ugh, those shows were horrible. Just, Out, outdoors, sun just beaming down on you. Ed, what was your match of the year? My match of the year was the six-way scramble at Back to the Future Cup. I like when people do dumb, crazy shit, and that match is full of dumb, crazy shit. Yeah, I can see that. And of course, uh, missing a rope, too, helps. It, yeah, uh, and it didn't really hinder them. I I mean, of course, they're not jumping off the bottom rope, so I don't know why it would. Oh, but, I mean, that would freak me out going out to my first match and then being like, all right, guys, no bottom rope. Looking at this card, after your first three matches that were one-on-one, it goes three-way, six-way, four-way, four-way. Well, one of those shouldn't have been a three-way. Fucking Steve Payne. <laughs> yeah, at least he didn't win. We could have just all sat there in our ECW nostalgia feels and had a good time. but nope, Just Steve been happy Payne, about it. Yep, Steve Payne's got to ruin it for everybody. That's why he's gone now. Got kicked out. Ruined it. 
why we're probably going to get DJZ and not DJZ, but uh, all the luchadors look alike. I say that sarcastically. Um, we're going to get Laredo Kid and Gringo Loco. That has to be the next tag team we're seeing. I'm cool with that. I'm not opposed to that whatsoever. Too really- it is what it is, dog. <laughs> My fans. Uh, for me, match of the year, Helena 13, Tim Donst versus Nick Gage for the AW Absolute Championship. Uh, fucking nuts match and it goes with what my moment of the year was of nick gage returning and this was the the final i would say the final rematch but we had one more uh the rematch that we had been waiting for and this time the title is on the line and nick gage won wins the rematch and now we're looking into 2018 we have no idea when we'll see dance next and we have no idea um, what the title picture is going to look like. Fun thing to look forward to 2018. Let's move on to debut of the year. What debut in AIW was the best for you for the year? And I'm throwing out mine real quick because technically I did learn today that's not technically a debut. I'm going with Magnum CK. I think there's a lot of people that had great debuts and have done a lot in a short amount of time they've been in AIW. But I love that the little bit that Magnum CK has added the production. And for those who don't know, I was listening to an interview that you can hear on the road home from wrestling that Andy did with Magnum CK, did it over Facebook. You can actually see a video on his his Facebook page. It's probably shared on their uh, their uh, Facebook page as well. He actually says he was in one of the first AIW shows back in 2005. So technically he debuted then, but this is kind of a different Magnum CK, so I'm going with that. What, what Who had the debut of the year for you, Dustin? Uh, I feel like it might be everybody's debut of the year. Uh, and even though he's only had, I want to say, three matches in AIW since showing up, uh, he's had multiple appearances. He drinks light beers. He throws lariats. He does this and that, whatever he says. But uh, I enjoy King of the pop-up everything headbutt. about Mance Warner. Yes, I enjoy everything about Mance Warner. The way he talks, the way he wrestles. The way he acts, the way he walks, I enjoy all of it. I will admit, he was my debut of the year until I put into context everything that Magnum CK has done. And I'm like, you know what? This is a guy that beats him out for me. But I still love everything Mance Warner's done. And even though I pick Magnum CK over him, I think it's close. It's ridiculously close. So I, I totally agree with you at the same time on why you made him your debut of the year. Caden. You have to shine Mance Warner's shoes every time he shows up at AIW, or you have done it so far. Who is your debut of the year? I have two, if that's allowed. Uh, fine, fuck it. <laughs> Tom Waller, and because I'm real biased, in case you haven't noticed, Mance Warner. I forgot about Filthy Tom. I mean, gr- granted, we don't have an award for it, but probably the best year in AIW. Arguably, one of the top c- candidates has to be Filthy Tom Waller. I forgot all about Filthy Tom. I, I, it feels like Filthy Tom has been here forever. He feels <laughs> like he's just part of the family. He just debuted at Jaywood. That's scary. Mm-hmm. And like I said, definitely one of the top years that he had uh, one of the top bah, tongue-tied. One of the people have a great year in AEW. I throw Nick Gage up there only because he went from, you know, not being around to showing up to getting a title match. Filthy Tom Waller being undefeated. Make a case for a couple other people, too. There's a lot of people. Shayna Baszler is undefeated, too. <laughs> She's been uh, MIA and MI, um, almost MIA. Uh, Ed, do you agree with Dustin and Caden as debut of the year being Mance Warner, or are you thinking somebody else? Um, I actually didn't forget about Tom Lawler, and my pick is Tom Lawler. <laughs> okay. That's a good pick. It is That's a, good, a good, pick. good pick. BDSM enthusiast, Tom Lawler. <laughs> oh, God, that fucking... The, 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 the thing that Lawler does is just, you know, comes out different every time. Sometimes it's tailored to the opponent. Oh, and who can forget? This This was a moment of the year that we all forgot about. Filthy Tom Waller versus Dan Severn. Oh, yeah. With, that was... That was Waller's debut. Exactly. And it was Filthy Tom Waller comes out dressed like Dan Severn, and then... And even has his music. Then the music restarts, and out comes the real Dan Severn. What a way to come into AIW. 
All right, the last one that we have of, you know, award for the year, special guest of the year. Now, I'm not guessing anybody's going to pick Sid. Don't see anybody picking Sid as the... Well, he wasn't there, so how <laughs> could you pick him? Uh, well, uh, we've already had a tweet about it, about if we don't pick him. Purely sarcasm, but let me see. Let's start with start with Caden. What was your event of the year? Not event of the year, a uh, special guest of the year. Yes. Uh, this is actually a difficult one because it's not like there's one that tops the other guests. Uh, I'm going to go with Dean Malenko. That was a Just good one. super cool having him in AIW like that. Is anybody going to pick <laughs> special guest of the year, Jimmy Rave, <laughs> who was here and he's gone? He was here for a couple shows. Dustin, are you picking the Sandman? That's the guess I'm not you. picking the Sandman. Okay. Uh, I am picking for the lulls, and actually because it was a lot better than I was expecting, Paul Birchall is my guest of the year oh, yeah. this year. Paul Birchall versus Lewis Linden that walked the plank to open up the year, kind of, you know, making a little jab about pirates was absolutely amazing. And that match they had was, I would say... 100% better than anybody would have expected it to be. So I would go Paul Birchall as my special guest of the year. Ed, who was your special guest of the year? Okay, this is a legitimate question because I honestly don't remember. Was Carly Perez there this year? No. Damn, because Carly Perez would have been it. Um, <laughs> um, does Jimmy Jacobs count? No, I don't count him. He's a regular the regular roster member. Uh, damn, I guess Arne Anderson then. <laughs> Okay, I I mean I didn't I didn't meet any of them, um, but Arn Anderson looked cool and a nice golf shirt on. It was nice. <laughs> he looked happy to be there. I don't know. Didn't look like a cardboard cutout. No, <laughs> that Dean Malenko look. I forgot all about Same that. Same in every picture. Exactly. <laughs> Who was it that pointed that out? Was it me or someone else? I, know I think I, it was you. Yeah, but I put like four pictures together. Like, Jesus Christ, he doesn't move. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with what everybody else has done so far. I'm going to actually pick two. And one is Scott Norton from Gollum for the Gold. And it was, the, the match with fucking Janela was crazy as shit. Fucking love it. And then another great special guest of the year, Jaylet Day 2, Adam Cole, baby. Yeah. I enjoyed the Adam Cole, but I wouldn't actually call him a special guest because he had been in AAW before. I was going to bring up Norton, but I wasn't at Gauntlet. I feel like if I was at Gauntlet, I probably would have maybe leaned towards Norton over Paul Birchall, but I go with what I knows. Another great one, too, Wells Glacier. I got, my, I know I got my picture with him, and like hearing his stories on the podcast, on AAW's podcast, was good. So definitely high up there with me. Other than that, I mean, there wasn't... Like that many, I can't say really big guess, but I think if Sid showed up, maybe that could have been a pick for the year. But yeah, I think I think with these special guests, I understand the idea of the meet and greet. And I think it's cool. It brings in people. But even like like you said, if Sid were to showed up, it would have been cool. And I think what would have made it extra cool was the fact that he would have been in a match. Mm-hmm. I think that's like someone like Norton, someone like Paul Birchall. Uh, even like when Terry Funk got brought in, he yeah. interjected himself in a match. He did a little bit. Of, he did a little something. Or when Booker T came in, Booker T came in, did a little segment in the ring. I feel like it's one thing to have the meet and greet. I feel like it's a lot cooler when they're actually at the show, interjecting them in part of it. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. As long as it, it makes sense too. To, to fit them in. And I, I love it too when they're actually just advertised for matches, like how, you know, Scott Norton was advertised in a match versus Joey Janela. It's cool to get those bigger names to somehow you sneak them in. Even um, Dennis Stamp from so many years back, the now late Dennis Stamp, of him just coming in the ring doing poetry and then that turned into a, a match. He was like the start of the guests in AIW, or at least the Mount Carmel era. Correct me if I'm wrong there. I'd have to go through some of these shows because now I'm like, I have a cage matchup and I'm trying to like look through. Uh, I think you could be right. Was there anyone on the show with them two months before that? They would count as a special guest. Yeah, because he's, yeah, it was a I choo 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 you. Yeah, other than that, I mean, the Underhills. And I don't think there's anyone on that show that would have been a special guest, the Underhills one. No, a lot of handful of names in WWE right now, though. Pretty cool. Yeah, then, you know, the, uh, I choo choo choose you. Then make, I mean, after that, they had make them say, uh, like two shows later. And, you know, that had the fucking Young Bucks on it, as well as. And uh, Mickey James. I was about to say, and Mickey James. When Veda Scott won the AIW Women's Championship. Very short lived reign. 
Miss Feta. Anyway, let's start looking towards 2018. And we're going to start it with a show that we're going to have here in a couple months has yet to be announced. But Gauntlet for the Gold 13 we know is coming in March. And there's going to be a winner. That winner is going to go on to Absolution to go up against the champion. Who do you guys think is going to be the winner of Gauntlet for the Gold 13? And we're going to, I'm going to write these down later when I re-listen to this. And we're going to have it on record of who everybody picked. Same with the Jayla winner. And we're going to see who's going to be right. So let's start with Ed. Who's your Gauntlet for the Gold 13 winner? I am going to go with Healthy Tom Lawler. I just want to see him and Nick Gage real bad. I think that's bound to happen, but I just don't know whether it's going to be this or Jaylet, honestly. But we'll move on to Dustin. Are you, you're going to go with Nick Gage as well, or do you have... Oh, not Nick Gage. He's already champion. Um, Filthy Tom Lawler as well, or are you going to go someone else? Um, I don't know. I mean, you know what? I'm going to do what I did, or what I do almost every year, and cop out. And say, I feel like it's going to be a surprise entrance. It's going to be somebody who we don't expect. It's going to be one of those, like, oh my god, I can't believe this person's in, in this match right now type moments. Unlike every and, other uh, year, I'm going to force you to make a pick. What? I'm go- going to force have you... Me to make a pick. going to force you to make a pick. Um, I'm going to pick... Uh... Ricky Shane Page. I was just looking at his name and thinking that at the same time. That's very odd. I feel like it's a long shot, but I think it could make things interesting. True. Caden, who are you going to go with for... It's already been said, but uh, Tom Lawler. Do I want to go with Tom Lawler? Yes, you do. Yeah, that's the name that I had in mind. I'm going to go with Filthy Tom Lawler winning Gauntlet for the Gold. But that leads us to Jaylet. Caden, who's your 2018 Jaylet winner? And this is a complete stab in the dark, I mean, much like Gauntlet, but we don't have a bracket Yeah, this all. is so far away, too. I mean, we, we have Jody Fleisch. We have had that confirmed now, so maybe. But Caden, who you got? Um, Assuming he is in... Janella. That's a good pick. It's in the finals of last year. Yeah. Uh, Dustin, who's This your... is where I am placing Filthy Tom Waller. Filthy Tom Waller is going to win the J-Lit. Okay. I figure it's one or the other. The one that I committed to was Gauntlet. So, Ed, who do you got as J-Lit winner? Anytime I have to pick someone that's just out of the blue, like mystery style, I always go for the same person. And I'm going with the Boogeyman. <laughs> Is that your final answer? That is my final answer. I say it so much that at some point I feel like the boogeyman's got to get booked. Uh, not like because of me in general, but like just the positive thinking like Ryback taught me. If I think it enough, I will eventually see the boogeyman in AIW. Not to interrupt, guys, but I changed my mind about Gauntlet. I no longer want to pick Ricky Shane Page. Are you picking the Boogeyman? I'm not picking the Boogeyman. Uh, Close, though. Uh, He's kind of like the Boogeyman because he is a terrifying human being, and he's not somebody you'd want to be lined up against. I think Josh Alexander is going to come back, and Josh Alexander is going to win the Gauntlet for the gold. Oh, my God, I would love that. I believe he is allowed in the States, so. He's been there. I changed my mind. I'm getting rid of RSP. I'm putting in the walking weapon. A different page to Alexander. Got it. My Jaylet winner is going to be the first two-time Jaylet winner. I'm hoping this will right the wrong from last year. Hot sauce, Tracy Williams. Because imagine that title picture. Nick Gage is champion. Maybe Filthy Tom Lawler wins. And then you also have in uh, Hot Sauce as Gauntlet winner, as uh, Jaylet winner. I like it, and that's who I'm going with. And we're going to wrap this show up with the last pick, and then technically you can have more than one, which has not stopped any other category all night, is who will be signed by WWE by the end of 2018. This one we will start with Dustin. Oh, um, so we can't pick Ray Rowe. We can't pick Candice LeRae. Uh, I feel like Shayna Baszler's a cop-out answer. Well, because she's uh, technically already signed. Uh, she's still the champion. Um, I'm going to say... <sighs> Britt Baker. That was the name, the third name yeah. that I was going to say. Okay. But there's never been a rumor about her. No. So that's why I was like, okay. I, I mean, I think she has the potential and everything else to get into WWE. But since there has been no official rumor or anything, I have to allow it. Ed, who do you think will be signed by the end of the year? Uh, all ego Ethan Page. I dig it. Well, I agree. 
But I don't know. It depends on how much he's been working with Impact Wrestling by the end of the year. Why the hell would that matter? It's Impact. True. Yeah, he's already not doing the. T- he's already not doing the next set of taping. That's true. What do you think? Do you think he's gonna tell NXT no because he's he's got to be there for the Genesis taping? <laughs> I just don't see that happening. He was I, really hoping to get the Bound for Glory before he gets signed. Back. He needs that Bound for Glory moment to cement his career. He was gonna have a. He was gonna have an a, a Elevation X match at Destination X, and he doesn't. He really doesn't want to miss it. What was that one? Not necessarily a tournament. It was what they would do on the way to Brown, Bound for Glory, where everybody had a match. And it was like a not necessarily a tournament, but you know you got I, I the fight for the right tournament. The, no, not that one. I thought it was called the Bound for Glory tournament. I'm pretty sure that's what Bound it's for called. Glory series. That's what it was. Bound for Glory series. Yeah, yeah something he, like that. He's, oh he's, yeah, he's, that like uh, that G1 like thing, except everyone had random amount of matches. Like AJ Styles had 14, but Samoa Joe had nine. Like yeah, it just wasn't. <laughs> The. It just wasn't is all you need to it say. It just wasn't. <laughs> it just wasn't. TNA for like seven years there. It just wasn't. Totally agree. Um, Caden, who do you think will be signed by the end of the year? Ethan Page. And if he's not signed, at least getting a tryout, Tracy Williams. Yeah, I can agree with that. Doing real good on the indies right now. Doing real good. Mm-hmm. Like, are, are there any names left to say? Like, I'm going through the events, looking through every name. I mean, PB Smooth got a tryout, and I could see sometime this year him getting another tryout based on size and athleticism and what they could do with him at, like, the performance center. I could see PB Smooth getting signed. I'm going to say this to be different. I think he has what it takes to be signed by WWE, and he's been one of my favorite newer wrestlers to come by, and I was happy he made his debut in AIW. Sean Schultz. <laughs> Maxwell Jacob Friedman. I, I, I like MJF. Sucks that he's injured right now, but I'm, I'm hoping he gets a shot to come back again. I think when it comes to great heels right now in independent wrestling, he's one of my favorites. I've often said him and Jackson Argos. And they're, they're, they're both two different kinds of heels that can, that are really good at running their mouth. MJF is more, I'm so good that I'm going to be very arrogant. Argos is more, I can just talk a lot of shit and talk louder and faster than anybody. Still love them both. But just to be different, I'm going to have to go MJF. And that'll technically do it. I mean, I could throw out one more just for shits and giggles. Since we've had a, a crazy year in AIW with tag teams. Favorite tag team or group in AIW 2017 best group tag team of the year random off the wall one just because I want to fill a little bit more time start with Dustin oh man uh give me things that I'm not ready for <laughs> uh so good how people think. on their feet um I think that's uh let me look at a little bit um you know what I'm gonna go with no strings attached the first half of the year and everything they did was awesome and i'm gonna go no strings attached yeah definitely one of my favorites caden young studs coming back finally all for it it's been such a fun year with them it's hard to believe that you know this is you know they just came back this year like tom laurel debuting this year everyone forgot because what was it i mean they didn't uh reform at gauntlet but it was house of the rising sun the next show yes but it was that was the first appearance of Bobby Beverly in fucking a while. Also, like two years. Also, you know what? Great return of the year, Matt Justice. And that's a return. He's been gone for years. I think when he came out, that was one of the oh shit moments that a lot of us had. I liked when he beat the shit out of Ed Battis with that bat. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, that is not on the show. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I I didn't see it on the DVD. I was really bummed. You hear it though. Ed, who's your favorite? I wish it was a real bat. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Ed, who's your favorite team or group of the year? Uh, it's got to be the production. I just They got the Burley Boys, and then Frankie Flynn's uh, heel work has been fantastic. He is very unsettling. I like it. Uh, and just the idea of this this through, this through uh, troop of like theater dorks <laughs> that are just really badass. Like, I dig it. And also, they added a member, Eddie Only. Oh, yeah, he's a stagehand, right? Yeah. I, I love the production. They are my 
tag team group of the year. I love what we're going into right now with them, also with no consequences. And I'm actually curious. We 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 t- talked before going into the last show of what's going on with PB Smooth. Who is you know when is he going to get his revenge? Well, he's now the tag team champion or one half of the tag team champions. Why can't this be his revenge where he's a champion and now he can go through as a tag team and beat all these quote tag teams? Um, from no consequences, you mix them up however you want. Same thing with the production. So that's, I'm curious to see if that's where we're going to go. But production is my favorite group tag team of the year. Can we take a second really quick? You know, for the past few weeks on this show, we have been speculating on if PB Smooth were to find somebody to team up with to take on the production. And we were coming up with Eddie Kingston and Malcolm Monroe Third and the Weird World. And it ended up being Hornswoggle. I just, yeah. I just want to point that out. It, it ended up being Hornswoggle. And Ed almost had it right. Hornswoggle... But he said Sid to go up against to infinity and beyond. He was half right, and he, but he had the proportion right too. Tall guy and Hornswoggle. Side note: Looking at uh, results for the year too, just scrolling down, had a good debut in AIW of 2017. But we've only seen once, and I hope she comes back. Notice I said she, but we have to have Girls Night Out 20. Shotzi Blackheart. I really like Shotzi, and it would be nice to have another GNO so we could see, you know, some of this talent more than once or twice a year. Uh, Veda Scott, that was the last time we seen her. Lexi Nicole, Solo Darling, Holly Dead, Lou Fisto, or technically we did see her after that. AK, haven't seen her in a while. Like, I'm looking forward to the next GNO, but I don't know if that's in the cards. I hope it is. It's the only time I get to see Kira Hogan. Another good one. Caden, you have any, any th- thoughts on... I push for GNO to come back, but at the same time, I get to go to Shimmer, too, so... Yeah, of course you do. <laughs> Gotta make at least one road trip a year. Any thoughts on that, Dustin? Shimmer is six hours away. Uh, <laughs> eight. I And the show's eight, eight hours long. Right? Oh, God. Yeah, right, it's fucking yeah. unbearable. It's unbearable. <laughs> Stop. Isn't it in Chicago? Not directly in. It's, like, right outside. Oh, okay. I was gonna say, Chicago takes about six hours to get to, but... Uh, yeah. The I, show's longer than the drive. I haven't been... <laughs> that's good. If I'm going to a show that's far away... I would five shows rather, in three days. You think I'd that? I'd much rather go to a show that's longer than a drive. Uh, I know that. As a person who enjoys going to wrestling shows and getting drunk and spending a lot of time watching wrestling and being drunk, I would enjoy a trip out to Chicago to watch three wrestling shows in a row. Uh, well, I, I wouldn't know what it's like to watch professional wrestling and consume alcohol because uh, I'm straight edge. Oh. No, that's the other ad. Damn it. Never mind. No, I get really drunk at AIW shows. That's right. Oh, I was going to say, I uh, I don't notice you sit on a whole nother in a whole nother country compared to where I sit. So <laughs> and you guys sit in a whole different country and area than myself and Caden do. Yeah. What, what take is the it? high ground at, I take the low ground. What is it with the Eds on this show and being straight edge? I was being facetious. I love alcohol. Yeah, he sits, oh, okay. he sits on the high ground. I don't see him. He's behind me. I sit on the low ground. So yeah, I, I, usually, up and... I only usually see Dustin at shows when I have to sneak by him to go buy beer. Because yeah. I don't want to walk all the way down the steps. I only really see Ed at shows when I turn around to find my seat again after I went and got beer. I don't think I've bought a beer at Turner's Hall. I mean, since Turner's Hall, I should say. Have I bought? No, because I don't remember buying a t- No, I bought, well, technically I bought beer for the fuckets. As a congratulations, I won my fantasy football championship by naming my team the Jollyville Fuckets. So here's a beer. Celebrate. All right, let's wrap this show up. Been a, been a fun show. Look back at 2017 in AEW and a little bit look forward into 2018 and some of the things we will have and we'll be here every week. I actually have pretty much shows planned out from now and I'm being very serious until the end of March when I have two weeks at the beginning of April that ha- have no plans as of yet. So, fun times here at Wrestling Cheers. So, Caden, any final thoughts or last-minute plugs? I mentioned this probably the last time I was on here, but I did 54 wrestling shows last year. While you're bringing up already having to schedule this year. And plug-wise, at KVR216 on basically everything. Dustin, final thoughts, last-minute plugs? Uh, I did not go to that many wrestling shows this year. Uh, I don't think I did that many things this year. Uh <laughs> Um, I am at Rev Tintin on most platforms. You could find me there talking about things and doing things. That's, uh, that's all I really got to plug at this moment in time. Ed, 
Um, you can find me on Twitter at Pod Van Dam. That's it. That's the only social media. And uh, I know it seems like Pod Van Dam doesn't have anything going on since Halloween, but uh, our year-end awards are recorded, and they should be out by the time this is out, actually. And you were supposed to have me on the show. Oh, yeah. that's We're, we're going to get to that. That's, I'm going to have that ready for this spring. We're going to start doing uh, interviews. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have I'm gonna have you on. We're gonna talk about uh, wrestling. And you're actually supposed to come over to my place. Yeah, <laughs> and that was gonna be you were going. Here's the funny thing. Little little peek behind the curtain. Yesterday, last night, I was supposed to have the first official live person in the in, in my my quote studio, and it was going to be El Hernando Diablo from Let the Hate Flow Through You. Great guy. I mean, he showed up, but he was supposed to be the first. Well, ended up able to get Steve Guy here, who was the first on Friday. So that's been recorded. And Ed, you were supposed to be the next day, and you would be the second. And then it was going to be uh, Jordan, El Hernando Diablo. So it was going to, he went from the first to the third, like that. So I was upset we couldn't get to do that. End up doing some stuff around the apartment here. So kind of. Kind of a benefit. I am looking forward for us uh, doing that whenever that may be. Oh, it'll happen. It should be soon. And of course, you can follow myself at HeavySet330 on most social media, uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And much like this show, also Wrestling Cheers on all the same social media sites, Facebook.com slash Wrestling Cheers, Twitter.com slash Wrestling Cheers, and Instagram.com slash Wrestling Cheers, and email WrestlingCheers at gmail.com. Check out all of our friends on the Trending Topics Network, such as All Beer Inside, which I was on a recent episode. These are, for those who don't listen to the show, uh, some of my friends from Canada, and I mean, they normally do their show live with their friends in, in Montreal. Well, they actually came down to Cleveland, and we did a did a live show, tasted a bunch of Ohio beers, uh, ended it with not only Great Lakes Christmas Ale, but I brought a Stone Cold IPA. Granted, I don't know it's not an Ohio beer, but I've had that bitch since March, and I hadn't opened it yet. So if you want to ch- go to Trend Topics Network, check that, that episode out. Also, the Tuts Experience, What's on Fight, Eurovision Showcase, Legends on Siren Radio, Old School at the Movies, View from the Fourth Row, and much, much more. Check out some of our podcast friends, such as Macho Man Radio, Chris Clem's Cavscast, Wingcast, a wingman podcast with Steve Guy, Let the Hate Flow Through You with Jeremy Shear, Pod Van Dam, The Road Home from Wrestling. Check out the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs. Check out Thrift Store Jobber on eBay, Instagram, Twitter, and Etsy. Check out our friends Rebel Life Media and Northeast Ohio NEO Sports insiders and obviously if you listen this long please rate review and subscribe on apple Podcasts, google play stitcher tune in youtube spotify and podbean wrestling cheers dot podbean dot com that will do it for us here on wrestling cheers where everybody knows your name and we're looking forward to seeing you in 2018 later Taking a break.